Friday's Matt Mosley Show, and uh, it is ESPN Central Texas, so happy to have you. And uh, we've been reacting the 68-61 win at the Irwin Center in Austin. Uh, Garrett Ross is uh, on the scene today with me, Aaron Sexton, uh, with a uh, rare day off. And uh, so you can hear Garrett with uh, Tom and Ward, of course, on that game time show, 7 to 9 a.m. And Garrett and I have worked together for years, and um, we uh, always good to have him. Um, we will have Coach Haller coming up in just a matter of minutes. And uh, uh, Garrett, just let me know, please, when we have Coach, and we'll, uh, we'll go with that uh, here in just a few minutes. And uh, lots to... Lots to reminisce about, and uh, love when we have Coach Haller on, and and uh, we uh, we get to uh, we get to talk about the old days a little bit, but also talk about the the current days because he does a lot of the uh, the Baylor women's basketball games and has a great feel for that team, and that, that it was really remarkable in with a with a huge crowd in Ames, Iowa. Derek and Sophia were on the call on uh, Star one hundred four nine, and what a what an amazing time that was uh, to, I mean, the, the first game against Iowa State, Nikki Collin and, and her team, her players, won, I believe it was 87-61. And then last night's was like 87-62. It may have been vice versa, but it's one point off in those games. And so just a uh, remarkable showing. And to go into someone's gym, when they have a lot of folks there, and they were very excited about coming out to Hilton Coliseum to see a fight for number one in uh, in Big Twelve. Good, good. We have uh, we have Coach Haller, and uh, and Jim is uh, boy on a ski trip. Oh, Jim, I tell if you'll tell me hey, what resort ski trip man old folks ski trip <laughs> no as i was saying you're like a fine wine you just you kind of get better with age so i i still think of you in those 70s those late 70s suits with a wide collar of course now i was a a, a real youngster but well, uh, i didn't know you I were kinda, that old no i'm i'm not quite but as a as a young lad, I did come to the SWC tournaments and got to got to see you probably at about you know circa eighty three, eighty four in that range. Well, uh, as that a, means yeah, you saw so me those in were, those old Tammy uh, leisure suits. <laughs> oh man, good memories. Ski clothes, a very ski coat, ski. There's no telling. Now, Jim, what? Um, what part of Colorado? Uh, I heard Vell got some great snow here recently. In fact, they got yeah, about three feet. Yeah, where we are is fairly close to there. It's called Crested Butte. It's uh, just yeah. over the mountain, actually, from Vail and Aspen. If you hike it, it's about 11 miles, so a little further if you drive it, especially in the winter. You can't go through all the passes. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I I swore off driving after I was coming home from one of those trips, and I got caught. You know that Boys Ranch, that little that that county farm road that takes you back through Amarillo if you go oh, that yeah. direction, and uh, got caught in a snowstorm out there. And then I, and then on that same trip, got through uh, Vernon, Texas. I was looking for late at night one of those Holiday Inn Expresses, and uh, 
car in front of me starts spinning on that ice, and I thought, you know what? I think I'll just, from now on, wait till spring break. I don't really think I need to be doing any Christmas driving. If we ski then, I'll, I think I'll get on a flight. But, uh, Jim, I, I was so uh, pleased was to hear from like you. like James Akinjo last night against the Longhorns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that uh, – that was uh, I like that, Jim, and that's a good segue. I, I, you, you get me right to where I want to go to some basketball, and that had to bring back memories for you. And and you brought back a memory that I didn't even know. And boy, I put this on Twitter, Jim, and people loved it. That Jim Howler and his team <laughs> shut down Gregory Jim in Austin. In, uh, in 1977, February 26, 1977, with a 72-70 win in the uh, SWC tournament. And then, of course, the Bears last night shut down Irwin. And then somebody was telling me that, that the Heart of Texas Coliseum was, was shut down with a win over Texas. So, uh, that, Jim, that's some, that's some fun stuff when you start thinking about all that old history. Well, I tell you what was fun for me in that game you talked about at the old Gregory Gym where Texas had played for 60 years. But uh, a young man that we had on our team named Sherman Patton was from Austin Anderson High School. Texas didn't recruit him. We got him at Baylor. He hit the winning shot in the last seconds to win that game 72-70, to and I'll never forget it. And then here's the reason why, because Gregory Gym was so special to me. When I was in high school at Dallas Thomas Jefferson, we played on that court and won the state championship. When I was coaching high school ball in Austin, we played many district championship games right there on that court. Uh, when I coached at MCC, we played and beat the Texas freshmen on that court. When I coached at Baylor, we got to beat the Longhorns on that court. So Gregory Jim was uh, – was a special place to me, and that was rewarding to, to be able to win that last game ever played there. Now, let me tell you something else here. I'm rambling, but I've got these memories. <laughs> After that game, when we beat Texas, now listen to this. This is so funny. This is the way coaches were in those days. Abe Lemons was the coach at Texas. So after the game, you know, we had our normal handshakes and see you down the road and all that kind of stuff. We were all much friendlier in those days than they are now. But I get back to my office, and on Wednesday, I'm opening up my mail, open it up, here's this note. Dear Haller, do not get cocky. We were neither one worth a damn. Love, Abe. <laughs> I still got that, and I've got it right there. But we we were better than that, and we won. So I was delighted. So that was a great well, memory for me. The, uh, the the Jim, you'll you'll like this. Uh, last night they had the uh, the Irwin family, the, the the son of Frank Irwin, and then they had Denton Cooley's daughters out there. Doctor Denton Cooley, the famous wow. uh, heart surgeon, oh, and they have that. That Cooley Center, uh, they have like a indoor basketball, you know, like a, a practice facility called Cooley, and um, there was a lot of history in that building, and uh, it meant a lot to those fans. Uh, they showed up. They didn't always show up over the years, but they showed up last night, and they were loud. But Jim, there's still nothing better, and you saw it with the, watching the women last night. There's still nothing better, is there, 
than silencing one of those rowdy road crowds. Um, it just there's just something in and I, 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 this team has a couple of silencers on it. One of them happens to be the guy you mentioned, James Akinjo. He seems to save his best for last. And then, as you were probably watching last night, how about uh, how about Flagler? That's a tie game, 54-54. There's four and a half minutes left. I was telling the guy next to me, Jim, get Flagler. Uh, he, he gets his fourth foul with six minutes left. Well, the old coaching style would have been to sit him down for a few minutes and see if you could buy some time. They left him in there. And that, and I was kind of almost questioning that. I would hate for Scott to hear me do that. But that that sucker then makes two huge shots. And in those moments, uh, Jim, all the air was let out of that old building. And uh, it, it, that's a great sound when one of those road buildings goes quiet, isn't it? Well, there's there's so much poise involved in that. And I, I would just have to say that Akinjo and Flagler both showed great, great poise in tough situations. Flagler especially had 19 points in the game, and 16 of those, I believe, were in the second half. Akinjo was terrific. And don't don't forget this. Texas has a great, great defensive team. They've got a few offensive shortcomings, but I'm going to tell you, when you do what Flagler and Akinjo and Thamba and uh, I mean, you just keep on going. Brown, Sohan, I mean, those guys were terrific. Matt Myers got great rebounds. You have to have poise to do that on the road. And, and don't forget the, the women who we got to see right before the men's game, they're playing in front of a sold-out crowd of 14,000 in Ames, Iowa. And goodness gracious, uh, Jordan Lewis – explodes for 23 points for the uh, Baylor women, and I believe she made 18 of those in the second half. So both programs had players that stepped up in tough, tough situations. And the coaches did a fabulous job in both games as well. Yeah, I thought so. Talking to Jim Haller, former Baylor coach, uh, men's basketball coach, ESPN Central Texas, and – uh, we love kind of talking about the old days, but boy, Jim likes to dial in on these current days. <laughs> and like you said, um, you've watched these uh, th- this women's team, and we both have immense respect for what uh, Kim Mulkey did at Baylor. And obviously, she—I uh, mean, it's just you know—you can go on and on about what she did, Jim. That's an interesting thing that Nikki's had to do. Because not only does she have Kim and others telling her, well, you've been handed a top five team. And, and we both know Kim probably said that to her uh, a, a couple of times. And Kim, and Kim doesn't hide that. Well, now Kim, of course, has LSU six in the country. Uh, Nikki has fifth in the country. Jim, you've had to do it before where you take over a team where other people have recruited that team. And it takes a while for those kids and those players to trust you. Can you speak to what that's like and, and, and kind of what you how, how you feel like uh, Nikki Collin has handled that? Well, it's all about the communication, and I think she did that very well from the very get-go uh, the day she stepped on campus. I watched a lot of their early season practices and she had their attention, and I could tell she had great communication going. But let's let's make sure we all understand one thing. 
Yes, Kim did a great job at Baylor. She left some good players. But none of those guards that are playing this year played last year. Sarah Andrews is the only perimeter player that played last year for Kim, and she only averaged about five minutes a game. So, yes, Nalissa Smith is great. Queen Egbo's great. Caitlin Bickle's good. But all that perimeter stuff, that's all totally new players into the program. Mentioned Sarah Andrews, just a sophomore, but only really averaged a little less than five minutes a game last year. So I give this team a whole lot more credit than some people have because they've put a lot of new pieces together to make this happen. And, and, and uh, Matt, also, I don't think the women's league in the Big 12 has ever been better from top to bottom than it is this year. There's more good teams this year than I've ever seen it, and I keep up with it closely. Yeah. So remember, this Texas Tech team coming into Baylor on, on Sunday afternoon, they beat Texas in Austin, and they're the last-place team in the league. So, I mean, there's just – all these teams are so good. Uh, so, anyway, I'm, I'm very happy for, for Nikki and for all the players and, of course, Nalissa Smith lived up to her billing last night as one of the best players in the country. I mean, it's almost like she's the uh, female version of what you had in Terry Teagle, a a a once-in-a-lifetime type player who comes along and all you can do is is put her in position to succeed but also just enjoy it and know how amazing it is. Uh, Jim Howard joining us, former uh, Baylor men's coach, used to coach with Shelby at Texas A&M, as he, as he talked about, has won state titles at the, uh, at the high school level. Nalissa uh, N- is interesting because, Jim, it's hard to have anybody in Baylor history to really – you've been watching these women for a good while, all through the Kim era – uh, especially, even maybe even back to Sonia Hogue and some of that. Um, I, I don't know of anybody that Baylor's had. Odyssey was a great guard, but I don't know if they've ever had anybody. Brittany was a great post player, very athletic. I mean, I think she'll probably go down as the greatest Baylor women's player ever. But to a certain extent, I don't. Melissa's got to be starting to rival her in in sort of her overall game to to be able and, and, and i think she could even find another level in the wnba when she maybe starts shooting it more from the outside how do you view that when you kind of think about well, some of the the all-time greats at baylor I, I don't think there's any doubt about she'll be one of the all-time greats. she was the big 12 player of the year last year certainly i expect her to get it again this year uh like she said last night on the tv interview after the game uh, Coach Collin has given her the ability this year to step outside and use her ability to drive to the basket, to stop and shoot pull-up jumpers, to shoot fall-away jumpers. She's really expanded her game this year, and that's why she's probably going to be the number one pick in the WNBA draft. And uh, uh, the Washington Mystics, who have that pick, their head coach and general manager uh, was at the Baylor game uh, against West Virginia a couple of weeks ago, and he just sat there shaking his head. I was watching him while we were doing the television telecast of that game, and he was just sitting there going, wow, wow. So, you know, they're impressed, and, and she's got to go down as one of the all-time greats. 
Yeah, uh, talking to Jim Haller, uh, former Baylor basketball coach. Jim, you brought up something earlier that uh, that that I love talking about, and, and it's the thing I remember the Irwin Center. I think I was trying to ask myself as I drove down there yesterday, like why why am I so why do I want to other than I, I like watching Baylor play. But I, I felt like I needed to be there to close that building down. And it kind of dawned on me that a, a lot of it was how much I loved those boys' state championships over the years. And by the way, I covered the Mansfield Lady Tigers back in the day uh, when they won some state titles uh, as well. But there was something about that boys' tournament that just, you know, there's things you do with your dad when you're a kid and, and, and it just kind of stays in your mind forever. And then I found myself, even as an adult, wanting, you know, drawn down there for that. Jim, I, I think, especially for you, someone who coached uh, in high school, like you said at Gregory, Jim, those were, uh, for people that have never attended that event, and for some reason they've been having it in San Antonio, I don't for the life of me understand why, but I, those, those are some of the coolest things uh you could ever attend is that even after you were uh a college coach did you find yourself wanting to go back down there to austin and and attend those things especially with all the recruiting that needed to happen well let me put it this way matt i I enjoy being able to do these basketball this basketball television announcing next weekend i have the opera have had the opportunity to work three or four conference college tournaments I'm going to work a couple, but on Saturday, I always make sure I'm there to be able to do the television announcing on the boys' basketball state championship games. I've been doing it now for 20 years. I get to do those with Craig Way. He does the play-by-play. I do the color. They moved it from Austin about seven years ago to San Antonio. They play it in the Alamo Dome. It is as big a deal there as it ever was in Austin. And to answer your question, the reason why it got moved from Austin, as great as it was in the Irwin Center, it got moved because Austin brought in the South by Southwest Music Festival. They Ooh, took up all yeah. the hotel rooms. They raised the prices of the rooms you could get, and it just became uh, financially uh, a problem for these high school programs. And uh, that's why it was moved to San Antonio. But San Antonio does a great job with it. The river walks active, and it's a good place. And I'm just like you. I'm looking forward to being there next weekend at the Alamo Dome again to do the high school state championships. You always see great future stars there. Right, yeah. Are we are we sure Craig Way has enough work? Uh, I just hope he's doing <laughs> enough games. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how the man does it. I mean, he'll be doing a baseball game today after doing the basketball game last night. Then he'll do a women's game. Oh, my gosh. I just don't. Then he'll do these high school games. It's amazing. But anyway, it's yeah. fun to talk about. Yeah, well, I uh, I saw him and talking to Jim Howler on with us, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Jim and I. Uh, we love talking to SWC days and everything. Last night, Jim, as I'm making my way, kind of taking it all in, uh, I look over and I see uh, I see Brad Sham, longtime voice of the Cowboys, but more, and again, I like Brad, but more exciting to me, uh, and I would say that in front of Brad, by the way, was Vern Lundquist. 
The, I mean, that, that was, you know, from a media standpoint, you talk about legendary. There's Vern Lundquist, who went to, I was looking it up. I, I, I should know this off the top of my head. But he went to Austin High School. And so that had to be such a full circle moment for him because I would imagine when they opened the Irwin Center, that would have been when when Vern was in his heyday at the well his heydays lasted about forty years, but he would have been at Channel Eight WFAA in Dallas. Do you remember Vern covering some of those SWC games? <laughs> Matt, let me tell you this, man. When I was coaching high school ball in Austin in the late sixties, Vern was with one of the Austin TV stations. Then he moved up to <laughs> Dallas. I've been knowing Vern since he did bowling for dollars. He married one of my former uh, elementary school friends. Uh, to take this a step further, the first game I ever got to do as a television color analyst, Vern Lundquist was the play-by-play man. So I've been <laughs> in awe of him for many, many years. And he's always nice, always a gentleman, and the most humble, famous person I've probably ever known. Wow. That is, uh, that's pretty cool. Um, I, I don't think Vern spends as much time on the tennis court as you do, but man, I got to, uh, I got to say hi to him last night and it just was so neat. And, and when you think of Vern, you think of some of those great, uh, you know, broadcast the masters and all that and, uh, and golf, I mean, uh, college football, he's done it all, but that's, that's pretty cool to say that your first time when you were doing some TV, that you were with Vern Lundquist. I mean, you can't really get any better yeah, than that. I can that. even tell you that was Texas A&M playing TCU and how that happened back when we were coaching in the Southwest Conference. Remember there for a while, we had nine teams. So one team was off uh, every night when four other games were going on. So they would get one of us that was off to be the guest uh, color analyst and that's how i happened to do that game with Vern lundquist and we've stayed friends for many years he's living up in steamboat springs colorado and has for a long long time and he's uh living the good life did killingsworth or gerald myers win that game well the uh that game was shelby metcalf Oh, you said A and M, Shelby. Texas I'm sorry, A&M. I was thinking yeah. Tech and yeah, TCU. Shelby so Shelby, Shelby won. Yes, he did. <laughs> Shelby won it. Yeah. 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 yeah somebody yeah, was asking was me fun. the other day. Somebody was asking me the other day if the uh, Holler House on the Brazos, G. Raleigh White. They they were they were saying if I'd ever been to a game there, and I think I did because I was trying to think when they closed that place down, but. Jim, I know you're on that staff, and I better let you go because you need to get back to the slopes. Uh, and uh, hopefully you're doing your après ski now, kind of your after ski, and you got your boots off, and you're just having a nice uh, maybe a glass Good or something. As I hang up, but, Matt, that will begin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'll be well, back listen. Sunday. I'll be back Saturday for the men's game, and then I'll be doing the TV work on the uh, women's game on Sunday at 2 o'clock against Texas Tech. Hope to see you at one of those two. Okay, I, I'll. Uh, I hope to be at both. And uh, Jim, I appreciate you doing this, especially on your uh, on your ski trip. We'll talk to you soon. Safe travels. Thanks a lot, Matt. Enjoyed it. Bye bye. There he goes, Jim Howler, the uh, former uh, Baylor basketball coach, all around great guy, longtime bank executive, still does some banking 
in uh, Waco, and he's friends. Of course, he knows all the Nesbits as well, our presenting sponsors over at Central National Bank. All right, fun stuff there. We now have something we do called Campus Confidential. Now, what does Garrett Ross have up his sleeve? The man knows um, his recruiting. Let's dig in to some of that brain power of Garrett Ross as we have our Campus Confidential. That's next. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show this Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. Live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us Thursday and hear from softball coach Glenn Moore and men's basketball coach Scott Drew. That's Thursday from Rudy's. That's the Baylor Coaches Show this Thursday live from Rudy's and right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental, they make work easier. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Niche Group Insurance Agency. With the Niche Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Niche Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Niche Group at 1-800-258-8302. Our nation is in crisis and Texans have answers. Hello, I'm Congressman Pete Sessions. As federal officials, we take an oath of office to support and defend the Constitution and the laws of this country against enemies foreign and domestic. Yet not following the laws of the country is exactly what the Biden administration and Nancy Pelosi have chosen. Democrats do have an agenda, and that is to change America as we know it today. So my goal in Congress is two things. Number one, win back the majority in Congress and build the wall to protect America. I'm Pete Sessions. Let's do just that. Let's build the wall now and save America. Political advertisement paid for by Pete Sessions for Congress. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. 54th District Judge Susan Kelly here. Over a year ago, I survived a rigorous application process in which I competed against other serious qualified candidates. After a thorough vetting, Governor Greg Abbott appointed me to the 54th and now endorses me because I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. A conservative Republican, I have managed to move the docket this past year, ensuring that every accused receives justice and if convicted, receives swift and proper punishment. Early voting has started. Please vote and keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from McLennan County Judge Campaign. 
Elevate your career with a new job at Versalift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. Versalift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Leitch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Number five Baylor women basketball got at least a share of the Big 12 title for their 12th straight championship, beating Iowa 87 to 62. Number three Baylor men swept Texas with a win in Austin 68 to 61. Baylor softball to host a doubleheader with Prairie View A&M today at Getterman Stadium. You can hear those games on 101.3 FM. UMHB women's basketball team received an at-large bid to the NCAA Division III women's basketball tournament. UMHB will take on Webster University in the first round on Friday in Memphis. UMHB men's basketball team is set to host the first and second rounds of the 2022 NCAA Division III men's basketball championship. The crew got an automatic bid by winning the conference and will face Chapman on Friday at 5.30 in round one. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. That is Matt Mosley. As uh, Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, we roll along. Man, it's so fun to talk to Coach Haller. Golly. And uh, just almost like uh, always a history lesson and fun to look back at some of those great memories now it's time for Campus Confidential, and um, Garrett Ross is in with us today. Uh, Aaron Sexton has the day off, and um, we will uh, uh, turn it over to Garrett as he presents some of our stories and always like to get Garrett's take, especially as we talk about college athletics because he is dialed in and writes for uh, 24-7 and uh, good stuff. So, Garrett, take it away, sir. All right, Matt, one of the things we have here is Caleb Williams, the former Oklahoma quarterback, is now uh, out at USC, and he got a deal, the NIL deal, and one of the partnerships that he got was with Beats by Dre, the headphones. Um, and so he did a very unique thing. The, the, Baylor, uh, the USC women's basketball team has made the tournament, and Caleb Williams gifted them with Beats. Um, this is something that you know a lot of people were complaining about players and, and high-profile players getting the money, others not. This is a situation, and Caleb is known for giving back and being just a genuinely good person. So Caleb uh, took the money, and he supplied uh, the girls' basketball team with Beats by Dre. I thought that was a pretty unique opportunity. It's somebody who's actually making a positive out of the NIL thing you know, and giving back to others. Yeah, yeah, I like that. The uh, NIL, name, image, and likeness. Caleb Williams um, uh, from, uh, you know, obviously we knew him in Oklahoma, and he's made his way over to USC. I would say Caleb knows how to uh, uh, influence, uh, uh, make friends, influence others, whatever the saying is. He's uh, hit the campus. He's, uh, he's a, He seems like a charming young man, so I uh, – I agree, Garrett. I think uh, <clears throat> I think that's good. Now, do you uh, 
who do you think at our station is most likely to have some beats? Ooh. Have you ever had uh, beats? I, I see. Think, yeah, I went the the little cheaper route, and I got some JBLs that do just fine. They do just fine, like the beats. What, JB are those? So are those very similar to yeah. beats? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, okay. it, yeah. So I went with the JBLs instead of the beats, but that's just me. Almost like the players, you know, for a while, the players would get paid to show up at those NBA games wearing the beats. Mm -hmm. Do you sometimes show up at places like when you're going to cover a game wearing the JBLs, or or, or do you take those off when you show up to, to work at places? You know, if I was getting paid, I would rock them all day. But I'm not getting a check from JBL, so I'm, I'm going to have to take them off, you know. And most of the time, if I'm going anywhere, I don't really need my headphones. I have you. I use them here, um, you know, and, and they've served me well. And I even had them before I started working here, just, you know, listening to music and stuff. So I like them, but I think they're good, you know, adequate to what the beats are. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that's really awesome for Caleb to, to take advantage of that opportunity, use his platform, use the beats to give back to others. Because, I mean, this is something where we're – when the, and when the girls hit the road, they go into the tournament, it's a, it's something else they're going to be talking about, right? It's not just the USC women and we're going in. This is something that's going to go parallel with it. But I think it's just a, a good act of somebody using their platform in a positive manner. I'd like to see you do that with some of those kids out there in Belton, some of the Lake Belton players, and uh, <clears throat> use use your money to uh, to take care of those kids. I don't know. There may be some rules against that. I would if I could. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, uh, Garrett, what else do you have for us today in Campus Confidential? Uh, another thing that caught my attention is TCU's Rashad Samples. Remember, he's the running backs coach. Uh, he was previously at SMU. His dad is the legendary coach at Duncanville. Um, he's had a lot of success. He's really, really good on the recruiting trail, uh, solid. But on three sports, uh, has it out that he is interviewing with the Rams, the Defending Super Bowl champs as for their running back coach position. Uh, I, I think it's just really shows to what he's been able to do. And we see a lot of these young guys and they, they rise and they climb the, 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 the ladder. And he's been able to do this on a platform and a level that I, I think it's we knew it was coming eventually, but it's a lot sooner. And it's really unique and really awesome to see him get this opportunity. Yeah, yeah, that's um it's pretty cool. I mean, that, that guy is, you know, I think teams fight over him because of, uh, of, of, of you know, basically it for for years, like SMU didn't quite understand. They wanted to be Dallas's team, and they didn't know how to, to get plugged in and all that kind of stuff. And, and finally, over the years, I'm trying to think who this started with. It wasn't Rashad Samples, but a few years ago, University of Texas hired the guy Chris that Gilbert? is now the head coach at UT. No, oh. that now they, Chris Gilbert used to coach at Lancaster. Yeah. I know that guy. But years ago, the the coach that's now at UTSA um, football, mm -hmm. who's become a uh, a really recognized and, and great coach in Texas, was out in like Gilmer, and oh know, Jeff Trailer down at UTSA Trailer, yeah, in in that. That was really the start of some of this. And so some of these coaches, um, Joey McGuire was another one that coaches that had tremendous success on the college level. But, you know, it just I don't know why they didn't figure this out earlier. But I, I think the good news is 
I think college is more than ever with the recruiting and knowing how you need to be in touch with young folks. Um, they're, they're more and more great, young, talented high school coaches are, are getting the opportunity to go to the next level. And, uh, and I think part of that is because our high school um, coaches in Texas are just better than any state. I know it sounds kind of territorial, but you see it. I mean, you're out mm-hmm. at Belton and Lake Belton and Belton High School, all those places you cover teams, and it's just a cut above. I mean, what they're doing out at Temple, what they're doing at Midway now, uh, you know, with the hire they made. I mean, it's just a different with Shane uh, and, you know, and Scott out there at Temple. It's just a different level of, of coaching at Texas. So, anyway, I think that's uh, – I think that's uh, any – Anything to do with all that, I'm, I'm on board with. Yeah, no doubt. And I think that really speaks volumes to the Texas High School Football Coaches Association. And, you know, we see Matt Rule still wearing hats on the, the sidelines for Carolina. And um, you see uh, even UTSA with uh, Jeff Trailer, he had his hat on during their bowl game. So it is. It's nice. And I think those guys have built up a reputation and they know that you're going to get elite level coaching from these high school guys. Uh, another story, obviously this is the biggest one, and we'll talk about it later on, I'm sure, but Art Bryles has resigned as Grambling State Offensive Coordinator. Uh, I'm stemming from outrage uh, from the hire. This is one of those situations where everybody's going to have their opinion on it. Uh, I, 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 would like, I thought he should have – I think he should get opportunity, but I know everybody has their own uh, opinions, but he is stepping down. And, you know, when he was hired initially – I thought it was crazy to see Doug Williams. We, we all know what he means to Grambling. Um, obviously, arguably, he's the best player that's ever come through there. He was not a fan of the hire, and I think that played um, a role into this as well, but Art Bryles is stepping down before ever even stepping on the sideline. Yeah, and the only thing I would say about Doug Williams, and I recognize his storied career and what he did for what they used to be called the Washington Redskins, but – you know, he, he was talking about making that kind of hire. I mean, <laughs> Dan Snyder, mm-hmm. the, the more we know about him, uh, Doug Williams has become a top executive with the uh, Washington. I realize Dan Snyder needs Doug Williams there because Doug Williams brings a lot of credibility and everything. But it's just, on one hand, you want to, you want to condemn your uh, alma mater, and on another hand, you're helping a guy, and of course he wasn't the owner when Doug Williams was playing there. Um, but I mean, he's working for an absolute creep. So there's a lot to go around here. Um, you know, I, 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 it's interesting how we are a country sometimes that believes in second chances, but we, then we see in something like this, it's like uh, Art Bryles. And again, I, I don't want to get into that debate or whether or not he deserved a second chance, but it. If I'm Grambling, uh, and I guess it's technically Grambling State, but if I'm Grambling, like, if you're going to go through getting beat up and go through all the, the the stuff to take on somebody like this, we'll see it through. Yep. See it through. You made the decision. You knew what he did. None of this is new. None of the backlash, like, reveals new details. I mean, we got some details on, like, Hugh Jackson's weird um, that foundations. Charities. Yeah. I mean, okay. He's not the only one, by the way, that has a foundation that's a sham. I mean, I've seen some of these stories over the years, and unfortunately, celebrities start uh, these things sometimes and don't see them through. So I don't think Hugh Jackson's alone in that. But I, uh, I, I, I just, 
I never understand. It's not even about whether or not they were going to hire him. It's more like, how could you not know you were going to get all this backlash? And in a sense, I think Doug Williams stepped up and said, how much power do I have still at my alma mater, you know, where, mm-hmm. where he's uh, celebrated and beloved, and basically threatened them and said, you know, I'll never support you again if you go through with this. And they had to call up Art Bryles and say, hey, Art, by the way, we need you to resign. I mean, Art Bryles needed this. He desperately wanted to coach again. And if I was Art, I would not go through one of these things again. I mean, think about it. He, they tried to hire him in the CFL. They got blown away on that deal. They tried to hire him at Southern Miss. They tried to hire him now at Grambling. I mean, his only thing he can do is to go over to, like, Italy and help him with some kind of, like, American football situation in Italy. I mean, there's, there's I think we've now seen it's just not going to happen. And it's, it's, it's interesting to me that all his assistants, his son, his son-in-law, um, can go on with their careers and Art can't. Is that fair? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, I... I, you know, I, part of me was kind of glad for him, but then I always try to flip it around, Garrett, and think about when these he was kind of the face of the whole scandal. And so when somebody, right or wrong, is the face of that kind of scandal and didn't handle things properly, and part of the thing that Art can't seem to get through his head is, even in that interview he did at Grambling, Art doesn't seem to be able to convey, and again, is there anything he would say that would make people happy? Probably not. But he just doesn't ever seem prepared to, and again, part of what we loved about Art back in the day was he he didn't put on airs, and he was a guy from rural Texas. So part of these things that we celebrated about him hurt him now because he kind of he's such a plain-spoken guy, but it's it's like he comes across like he doesn't, he, he hasn't figured out the full gravity of what he was involved with and what took place. And that's a problem. I don't know quite why he can't understand that. But uh, at this point, obviously, Art made a tremendous amount of money in a settlement with Baylor. Uh, and he probably needs to just enjoy the grandkids, enjoy watching his son and son-in-law coach and move on because it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. If you can't get it done in Grambling, the one place I thought they could make it happen was if the guy at Liberty got hired somewhere um, and you Liberty freeze? had yeah. to hire a new coach. I thought Liberty with Ian McCall, the old Baylor AD, could probably get it done. But um, it it now looks like they can't get it done. All right, Garrett, any other thing you want to mention real quick? Did you have anything else, or are we good? We're good. We're good. Okay, okay. I appreciate it. Uh, That is Campus Confidential. Garrett's done a really nice job today, had a lot of interesting stuff going on, and we'll just keep rolling right through the day. We have our our weekly visit with Nikki Collin, the, uh, the Baylor women's coach. And, by the way, they are. The conference champions once again, uh, her exclusive weekly with ESPN Central Texas is next. Recently on the John Moore Show. Chris Level, our guest, Texas Tech Sports Network. Has this year been, seems like, more of a meat grinder than we've ever had in the Big 12? A thousand percent. 
Yeah, I, I feel like the referees aren't calling as many fouls. I feel like every night is a rock fight because I think teams are struggling to score it, 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 because the defenses are so good. John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This is Sheriff Parnell McNamara, and I need your help making sure that Charlie Guerrero keeps working for us as Precinct 4 Constable. For the past 13 years, Charlie Guerrero has served honorably as a law enforcement officer under former Constable Stan Hickey. He's lived in the area for his entire life and knows many of you personally. Last year, the McLennan County Commissioner's Court recognized Charlie's hard work and excellence by appointing him as Stan's replacement. Charlie's done an excellent job as constable, working hard for the citizens of Precinct 4 and making sure that the important duties of constable's office are discharged with honesty and integrity. Now in the Republican primary election for county constable, we need to keep Charlie working hard for us. I'm urging you to get out and vote for Charlie Guerrero for constable Precinct 4. I need a strong team to stand with me and law enforcement as we fight against crime and human trafficking in McLennan County, and Charlie is the man for the job. We must keep Charlie as our constable. Political ad paid for by Charlie Guerrero for Precinct 4 Constable. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank, member FDIC. John Morris here, telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Tickets and sponsorships are now available for the 2022 Texas Sports Hall of Fame Induction Banquet presented by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. The class of 2022 includes Bob Beeman, Chris Bosch, Robert Griffin III, Tony Parker, Carly Patterson, Mike Renfro, Susie Snyder-Eppers, and Stacey Sikora. Meet this year's inductee class on Saturday, March 12th in the base at Extraco Event Center in Waco. To purchase tickets, please visit tshof.org or call 254-756-1633. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at pioneerboys.com. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. 
Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And we are now joined by the coach of the uh, Big 12 champion, Baylor Women. And uh, Nikki Collin makes her weekly appearance. And Nikki, first of all, congratulations. And just know that there was a crowded room of Bears in Austin saying goodbye to the Irwin Center at a local beer garden that... um, that was very, very excited, and um, I might uh, add that the president of Baylor, <laughs> it's sort of funny to say that she was at a beer garden. I, 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 w- I should add she was not partaking. I, I, she or the first gent did not seem to be uh, imbibing. Others were, uh, but um, that, that, there was a lot of excitement in the room, but congratulations to you. What a, uh, what a great moment for, uh, for you personally and, and for the program as a whole. Well, first of all, it just sounds amazing to, to start that with Big 12 champion. Um, yeah, that just has a really nice ring to it. Um, thank you. I, um, um, you know, this was this this is this was a team win. You know, this was um, a staff win, and I, I know coaches always say it, and the reality is we should um, because it's true. Uh, but you know, it's 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 your people. It's um, it's your staff. It's um, you know, it's the logistics, it's the scouting, it's the the preparation, it's all of it, you know, kind of comes together. And so, um, you know, it was it was truly a team team win. I think that, you know, over the course of this last couple of months, you know, while we certainly felt the people that doubted us and felt the people that supported us regardless, um, you know, I think it was it was about, you know, this group of thirty people, you know, from from players to coaches to support staff that, you know, just still believed, you know, and, uh, you know, never stopped pursuing um, this as our goal. And so, you know, we, we, we weren't afraid to talk about it, but we, we really um, embraced, you know, winning one at a time and, and going one and oh and, and putting ourselves in position where we could do what we did last night. And so certainly, um, we're committed to making sure that, uh, you know, we win, win one more in the regular season because, um, you know, we, we don't, we, we, we've controlled our destiny now for the last couple of weeks and we want to continue to control it and, and be greedy and not share. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that That's not what they teach in Sunday school, but I, I think in this context, I, uh, I, I like you, I like where you're coming from. Um, it, it, what was that, on TV, it looked pretty impressive. 
And um, and then the environment there, there were rumors throughout the day that they were going to have a sellout in Ames. And I guess that puts it, what, around ten or 11,000 or something like that. Um, what was the what was the atmosphere like in the building? And do you sort of sense that, especially I'm thinking of Nelissa, that she almost loves that that ability to silence a, a large crowd like that? Almost she's she's pretty much great every night. But there seems to be yeah. a little something added when there's a big crowd like that. I think that, you know, honestly, like, um, you know, I was talking to Billy Fenley, um, their assistant coach before the game. And I'd ask him like, what do you, what do you anticipate? And, you know, I first asked like, what's Hilton Coliseum hold. And I think it's like 14, five, he said, and, um, he said, you know, I think if we'd have had more time, if we hadn't played Saturday and we could have marketed harder and it wasn't a Monday night. Um, cause I, you know, he's like, Iowa, like had a sellout, you know, Carver Hawkeye on Sunday mm-hmm. for their, um, for their game against Michigan. But I think they had over 10. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, they stayed, you know, when, when we got up big, it wasn't like you saw them filtering out. Cause honestly on the road, there's nothing better than seeing a crowd leave early. <laughs> um, and you know, when it comes to Melissa, I don't think there's any question, um, that she was prepared to rise to the occasion, that it wasn't just a chance to win a Big 12 championship, but it was a chance to prove, I think, obviously sitting there in a tie for first place with them, um, you know, her and, and Ashley Jones being, you know, the key cogs for the respective teams. I think it was a personal battle, you know, and, and it's it's not just like, hey, she's the best player on their team, this is the best player on our team. It's they play the same position as well. So this opportunity to kind of go head to head um, with your competition, you know, there was, um, it wasn't any big mystery that the first play of the game, you know, we were throwing it to list, (laughs) you know, it was like, this is your chance to start the right way. And and I don't always do that. You know, like I've, I've sometimes gone to a matchup I like, or, felt like, okay, you know, I want to get clean going. So I'm going to run a first couple plays for her, um, which is what we did against Kansas. But this was like, okay, I know, I know where our bread is buttered and we need to get lift going early. And so um, she carried us in the first half. I will tell you as big as the crowd was, the crowd had little impact on the game outside of maybe end of the first, early Mm -hmm. second Mm -hmm. quarter. Um, I thought, you know, the crowd got behind them and, and there was some energy in the building. But the fact that I never had to call a timeout, and believe me, I love saving my timeouts. I am that person. <laughs> you know, I want them all in, I want them all in my bag at the end um, to use. And But I, I know in games like this and environments like this that, you know, to keep your team poised, to not let the crowd impact the game, that I was maybe going to have to use one if they went on an 8-0 run or did, you know, and, and I never had to do that, you know. So, I mean, the crowd was basically a non-factor in the second half. Like, you know, we went on that 4-0 run to start it. He had to call a timeout, and, you know, we just, they just, they tried. I mean, they yelled at the officials a lot, but as far as, like, impacting the game or the energy, um, you know, we just, we, we kept them out. We kept them out of the game. Yeah, I I agree. Talking to Nikki Collin on her weekly uh, her weekly appearance in the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. I you you brought up Queen, 
And I, I thought a good sign last night. I was watching some of the highlights even late last night. And um, much like uh, coaches, I, I seem to have a hard time, especially after like big wins and stuff. And I'm sort of amped up. And I was like three in the morning. So I'm watching uh, highlights of y'all's like on social media. And and I because I first looked, I want to see however many minutes people played. And then, I, of course, it caught my eye that Queen Egbo only played 15 minutes, and I quickly looked to see that she had foul trouble. But, like, late in that game, I was wa- they had a shot of her on the sideline, and she was doing something, like, really entertaining and funny, and she was, like, excited. And I, to me, that's a great sign because there was a point this season you didn't exactly know what you were going to get from her, but, like, even on a night when she didn't get to stay out there as much as you would like, um, I, I, I found it kind of interesting that she, she was like way involved in the game over there to the point, I think, I don't know, I, I, feel, I feel like maybe your social media made like an Oprah reference. You know, you get a three, you get a three, you get a three based on some sign Queen was making. Are you, you can't notice yeah. that stuff during the game, but are you kind of sensing that? No, it's, it's, really, it's really interesting. Like I, um, I am pretty oblivious. Um, to most things during a game, you know, I, I had spent, ironically, I was telling my staff, like, you know, not that they were surprised, but after lunch, I just, I was so dialed into, okay, I, I, I got to know right now, you know, two point game under 10, what am I going to two point game, 20 seconds to go? What are we going to two point game? Um, three seconds to go. What are we going to need a three? Like, I, I mean, I had, you know, kind of diagrammed all those things and had, you know, kind of played it out in my head and visualized all that stuff. And, and so, you know, I mean, because that's what I felt like that was game was going to come down to, it was going to come down to, you know, a time and score situation. And so um, it didn't, (laughs) it very much didn't. Um, And so, you know, those, those will stay in my head till I, till we need them. Um, But um, you know, like I, I don't see that during the game. I, I really don't. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm going to see when a player isn't engaged, we're going to a timeout and they're, they're not, they're not dialed in. They're not paying attention, but, you know, I think, um, you know, it was, it was Jordan. It was Liss's first half. It was, it was Jordan's second half, or at least the stretch there. Um, Liss was good all the way through. I mean, she was pretty unstoppable, but, you know, the way Jordan got it going from three and went five for five in the second half, like Jordan needs to play Iowa State every night. Um, you know, but, you know, it, I think you couldn't help but be happy for for her and, you know, knowing this was this is why, you know, we said it, you can they can kind of joke about it, but this is why Jordan came here. This is why Jamie came here. This is why I came here. You know, like it's, it's you know, those it, it may be old hat for for Liz and Queen and Caitlin to win a Big 12 championship but for the rest of us it was a fairly new experience you know even if it was their second like Jaden and, and Sarah but but their role was totally different and so I think this one hit a little differently and I think you know knowing you know that where, where we came from and how we got there um, you know and, and kind of the adversity and, and things that we faced that you know they was a team that usually with three or four games to go has already sealed their fate you know so to be playing for it as much as um, those guys have won big 12 championships I don't know they've been in a regular season game at the end of the season that have these kind of implications mm-hmm. you know where 
you know, it wasn't South Carolina, you know, clinched the, the SEC championship with, you know, two games to play or three games to play. And um, so, you know, I, I just think that, you know, it really was a, a, a team about team, a team about opportunity and, and cheering on one another. And, you know, Queen did ask me, can I, can I get some minutes? But I'll, I'll tell you, like, Queen was in foul trouble. She didn't play poorly, but she was in foul trouble. And Caitlin played the best game of the season, her best game of the wow. season last night. I mean, and, and that mattered, you know, like, um, you know, she really, she really played well. She made shots. She made good decisions. She defended well. She, you know, I mean, and so to, to have her come off the bench and play as well as she did and have five players play, you know, scoring double figures and, um, to score that many points against them and really from a defensive perspective to hold, um, you know, a team that's, that's one of the best offensive teams in the country. You know, it's two ga- It's two times a season we've, we've made more threes than they have in a game and kind of beat them at their game. I mean, even though we're, we're playing ours, you know, we're not playing theirs, but we're playing ours. Yeah, and uh, talking to Nikki Collin, her weekly appearance of the Matt Mosley show, I, I thought that was interesting that, Y'all, I mean, the, the two games against Iowa State, you almost had this exact same score, 87-62, 87-61. How strange is that, um, especially against yeah. a team that's obviously been the, the other. Y'all been kind of on a crash course to, to play each other the whole. So to, to do that at their gym, in fact, I, I as I left to go over to the uh, Irwin Center last night, it was like you said, it was 23-22 and the crowd was into it. And there was some excitement. And by the time I was in my seat, y'all had distanced. And um, it really seems to be the sign of what your team does. I, I got to ask you this. I, I, um, if I know Kim Mulkey, she said to you at some point, if y'all crossed paths, she probably said, I, I left you a top five program because that just sounds like something Kim would, would say. Um, did, when did, when did uh, Nikki, like this season, I'm wondering if it was up at Kansas after that huge win, when did this f- truly feel like your team? Because obviously you inherited pretty much all of these players. Was there a point this season where you felt, or, and I, I could ask your players the same thing, maybe they would have a different answer than you. But was there a moment that you said, okay, this is this is Nikki Collins' team now? Oh, I don't, I don't know that I, I view things that way. I think that um, you know, my, my, my ops person last night said, I'll never forget the meeting that we had in the locker room after we lost, um, at Oklahoma and, you know, we'd lost two, we were 0 and 2 and, and I, I looked at every kid in the room and pointed at each kid and said, are you going to quit? Are you going to quit? You know, I made them answer like, you know, are are we are we going to move forward? You know, are are we? And uh, you know, they they all either said yes or nodded. You know, depending on personality and you know. But he said, you know, how how kind of raw that was in the moment. And um, you know, because my point was, we're not going to quit. The staff isn't going to quit. You know, we're going to keep getting better. We're still going to believe. You know, we 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 believe everything is still on the table for us. Um, and I think I said in that meeting, I think. I think three losses is going to win this league. Um, mm-hmm. And and so I just could tell, like, from the strength of the league and what I had seen, 
that we were, we were going to have some teams beat up on some teams, you know? And so, you know, from that point forward, you know, we lost one game by one point. And, um, you know, statistically, when you, when you look at us going into this last game, we were, we were second in the league in scoring um, behind Oklahoma. So we were scoring more than Iowa state. Um, We were second in the league in defense and we do it differently than Texas. Um, but our point differential was number one. Um, you know, we, we've made some strides, you know, over the last two months. And I don't know that I can point to a moment. I certainly felt like after our first Iowa State game um, that there are moments that light bulbs go off for a team where they think, oh, okay, yeah, we can be, we can be really, really good. Uh, we can be good on both sides of the ball. And maybe it's Iowa State. Maybe it's this. You know, like like you can't put your finger on it where you say our team um, doesn't take Iowa State for granted. I mean, you as a coach, you know, you have to guard your team, those trap games that like where you, you got to sound like, hey, this team is better than their record. And, and usually we're not lying as coaches because you've seen those teams with six wins, with eight wins, have great stretches of basketball. And you think if they did that for 40 minutes, they can beat us. You know, and and because of that, you're not telling them something that isn't true, but you know, you still like are are forced to convince them. Um, and I don't think you have to convince our team that Iowa State is good or capable of beating us. And you know, so it didn't matter that we beat them going away the first time. I think they knew it was on the line. I think they. Um, you know, in the past, Iowa State has been a difficult matchup for them, regardless of whether they won the game. I think it's been a battle. And so I think you saw moments in, in those Iowa State games um, where you saw what we're capable of, you know, where you saw the ball movement, where you saw player movement, where you saw, I mean, for me, when I look at a, the opposing coach and they're shaking their head, you know you're getting something right. You know, I mean, you just, when you know there's no answer. Um, and I've been on the other side of that, you know, and maybe not this season because our losses have all been close losses. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been in those moments as, a, as an assistant coach in college, as a head coach in the pros, where you're just like, man, we're just getting sliced and diced and we, we just can't, you know, we, we can't do anything right right now. Or we can't get a stop and, you know, we can't get a clean look at the basket. And, and I just, I think our team played with a lot of pride and they, they played with pride with a name on their Jersey on the front of their Jersey. And I'll tell you, like I told them before the game, I said, look, you know, um, I think player for player position by position, we are better than this team at every position. I said, but we can't just be better individually. We can't have it be just, it's me against her. It's us against them. Just, But just believe, like believe that you're better than the guy across from you because you are. And so I think that because of that, we, we kind of played um, with that attitude all night long. Yeah, it was uh... – I, I like it. It's back to sort of bully ball and um, with a bunch of threes thrown in, by, I might add. Right. J, J. Lou is uh, uh, just uh, really, I mean, like you said, 
some certain teams, uh, maybe this Iowa State team, she seems to she seems to thrive. Okay, last thing, um, Texas Tech coming in on Sunday at two o'clock. That would be a uh, especially with the men of you know have, you're going to finish things out on Saturday. Uh, what an opportunity this would be for uh, and and of course uh, this crowd because of the uh, the way the NCAA tournament is set up is going to get to see you guys. Uh, hopefully a couple more times, but uh, th- this is a tech team, been up and down, certainly capable. Uh, you all saw on the road, they're very scrappy. It's hard. It's hard to just you know put them away. What do you uh, what do you what do you expect for them uh, as you uh, as you kind of look ahead and 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 hopefully have a few days here to to get everybody's legs back under them. Yeah, I mean, I think with them, um, you know, certainly. Um, they haven't won a lot of basketball games in conference play, but they have won at Texas. They have won at Oklahoma, and they've beaten Kansas State. So, you know, their wins have impact. You know, they, they played Iowa State really well at Iowa State last week um, until Iowa State broke it open midway through the third. Um, Texas Tech had a one-point lead, and then bam. Um, and so, you know, Vivian Gray uh, – a decorated score was a matchup nightmare for us the last time her being at the three. It's a game that I really went to Kate at the three and we went big Mm -hmm. um, the whole fourth quarter because we felt like we had to match to them. And so often, you know, teams have to make a decision to match to us. And so, um, you know, I I think they're, they're well coached. Um, They run a lot of different things. You know, they, they have a lot of moving parts. Um, you know, and so I, I just know that regardless, we're going to get, um, you know, a good game from them. There may still be seeding implications for the Big 12 tournament, you know, in that game. Um, but if nothing else, you know, they're, they'll they'll want to play spoiler um, like anybody does in an underdog role. And so, you know, huge day for us. Hopefully Central Texas, Waco, the community, like, really wants to be here to both celebrate a Big 12 championship you know, certainly one that, that we don't want to share and, and won't with a win, that they want to celebrate this senior group that 100% deserves the same sellout, you know, the men uh, had against Kansas um, this past Saturday night. I mean, this is this is the time to honor these guys, you know, because their families will all be here because, um, you know, they've meant so much to this program. And whether it's a year like Jordan or or four like lists, um, you know, like I, I just, I hope, I hope they come out because, you know, there's, there's a lot to celebrate um, as a team individually and, you know, and, and, and it matters. A big crowd will matter against Texas Tech because, um, you know, we talked about it before, but they're better than their record indicates and, and they're tough. You know, they play with a toughness. Um, they play with a West Texas toughness, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. so, um, you know, we're, we're, we're going to have to play good basketball, um, to beat them. And, and hopefully the emotion senior day can sometimes be ultra emotional. Um, and so, you know, you, you kind of have to guard against that a little bit. All right. Well, that, that'll be excited. Maybe we could tie something into like Sunday post-church lunch, because generally folks are getting to lunch if their pastor will get them out on time by about 12.15 or 12.30. And so if we can get them there early and have some sort of post-church lunch option or something, I, I'm, 
I'm, I, you know, I'm putting my marketing brain to work here, but I think we can tap into something. We, we don't always, uh, we've had to kind of get used to uh, the women playing on the Sabbath around here, and now we've embraced yeah. that. So, uh, we, but we can't have people lingering at wherever they go to lunch after church. So we'll, uh, Nikki, right, you, you right. and I can compare you know? notes, yeah, and see what we come up yeah, with. Yeah, just come have, come have some, come have your dessert, you know, um, and call it Baylor Women's Basketball. Yeah, I think uh, I think it'll be good. It'll be good. Although I, my dessert generally included on a Sunday, uh, chocolate pie with moraine. That would have been Nels in Kaufman, Texas. So anyway, <laughs> uh, too much information there. Uh, Nikki, I I appreciate it. Celebrate this one, and then uh, Sunday, let's let's uh, finish this thing off in style. That sounds good to me. All right, uh, there she goes, Nikki Collin, with her weekly appearance. On the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Next, we have uh, uh, some breaking news that happened yesterday on the show. A coach uh, that got a lot of attention, especially around here, has already resigned. That is next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly cloudy skies tonight. Again, those will be the high clouds drifting through. Low temperatures fall to around 40 degrees. We'll see a mix of sun and clouds tomorrow, but still another very mild day with a high of 74 and partly cloudy, even warmer on Thursday with a high of 76. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody has covered a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, big wins for Baylor men's and women's basketball and a Big 12 championship for the ladies. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance has protected fellow Texans with auto, home, health, and life insurance since 1952. With more than 260,000 square miles of land and 27 million people, that's a lot to cover. Whether you're wrangling cattle or wrangling kids, we're proud to protect Texans in all Texan ways of life. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to get insurance for Texans by Texans. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Two big wins for Baylor basketball last night, both on the road. The Baylor men went down to Austin and knocked off Texas 68-61, the final score. 19 apiece for James Akinjo and Adam Flagler in the victory. Baylor's 12th win in their last 13 meetings with the University of Texas. Next up for the Baylor men, a senior day regular season finale matchup with Iowa State this Saturday afternoon at 5 in the Farrell Center. 
Meanwhile, Coach Nikki Collin and the Baylor women went to Iowa State, a first-place showdown with the Iowa State Cyclones. Baylor number five in the nation, Iowa State number eight in the nation, but it was a dominating win by the Baylor women, 87-62 the final score. Nalissa Smith, the All-American, led the way with a monster game, 28 points and 20 rebounds on the night, 23 by Jordan Lewis in the victory. With the win, the Baylor women clinch at least a share of the Big 12 Conference title, their 12th consecutive Big 12 regular season crown. After the game, Baylor women's coach, Nikki Collin. I mean, I'm sure no one believed me when I said it um, back in October, but I told you we'd be a better team in March. Um, I told everyone we would be a better team. And, you know, it was, it was about our team believing that it was going to take time um, to do what we're doing right now. And, um, you know, COVID aside, I mean, those first two games still counted as, as losses, but it put our backs up against the wall. It made us examine where we're at, where are we going, how are we going to get there? Um, you know, I think it just makes it that much sweeter because I, I think if you asked, you know, Nalissa Smith, which was the hardest championship to win since she's been a Baylor, I don't think there's any question this is the one. Like, we had to grind. We had to battle. Uh, we took everybody's best shot. Nikki Collin following last night's 87-62 win over eighth-ranked Iowa State in Ames. Next up for the Baylor women, a senior day regular season finale matchup with Texas Tech Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m. in the Farrell Center. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Did you know running your dishwasher every night with Cascade Platinum actually saves water? Saving water. Smarter. With the dishwasher. It's true. An Energy Star certified dishwasher with Cascade Platinum uses only four gallons of water per cycle, while a running sink uses that every two minutes. Every load saves water. Saving water. Smarter. With the dishwasher. So do it every night. Run your dishwasher with Cascade Platinum. The surprising way to save water. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Number five Baylor women basketball got at least a share of the Big 12 title for their 12th straight championship, beating Iowa 87 to 62. Number three Baylor men swept Texas with a win in Austin 68 to 61. Baylor softball to host a doubleheader with Prairie View A&M today at Getterman Stadium. You can hear those games on 101.3 FM. UMHB women's basketball team received an at-large bid to the NCAA Division III women's basketball tournament. UMHB will take on Webster University in the first round on Friday in Memphis. UMHB men's basketball team is set to host the first and second rounds of the 2022 NCAA Division III men's basketball championship. The crew got an automatic bid by winning the conference and will face Chapman on Friday at 5.30 in round one. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Central Texas and lots of exciting stuff going on. I promised you we would talk about the news that uh, as I was uh, getting off the air yesterday, getting ready to go over the Baylor game, it was a festive atmosphere over at the, uh, oh, the Schultz's uh, Beer Garden and a really neat place. I had, uh, oh, I had a bratwurst and some chips and I got some of that spicy mustard. 
my sister and I share a uh, love of the uh, the hot dog, the bratwurst, that kind of thing. And so I was uh, in, in ran into a bunch of Baylor people, but also there were tons of Longhorns out there. But right around the time, oh, in the 5 o'clock hour yesterday, the news broke about um, Art Bryles, the latest on that. Now, we'll get to that because I know some of you want to talk about it. There's probably some of you like, oh, gosh, do we have to hear about Art Bryles? Yeah, we're going to talk about it. We are going to talk about it a little bit, but um, I, I real quick tonight I'm going to be out covering. Uh, I say cover. I'm just going to go watch. Um, I, I like to pick selfishly, but maybe I could act like I do this for the show. Um, I like to pick great players across the state and go see them play, in, in, especially in the playoffs. And one of these players is, um, and, and you like this, Garrett. When I feed you some information for all your scouting and all your recruiting needs. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go see one of the great, uh, well, one of the great uh, young players in the country. He's uh, rated the number two uh, sophomore, and I'm going to make my way, I'm going to make a beeline for the Metroplex tonight to see uh, uh, Trey Johnson, who plays for Lake Highlands, and they're playing Arlington Martin. And uh, this uh, Trey, uh, Baylor wants him, Kentucky wants him, uh, Oklahoma State was maybe first to the party, but everybody in the world wants this guy. 6'5 guard that can light it up. And, you know, you saw Adam Flagler shooting from just crazy NBA range in that game last night at Texas. Flagler's just so good, and he's so clutch. And, and Trey is a taller Flagler springy he does it all and in fact he's going to be uh, he's going to be tremendous so I like to see you know some of these guys now uh, and I wanted to uh, Garrett to get your kind of uh, to bring us up to date on what all's going on Central Texas uh, basketball boy you were talking to me earlier today an academy came up Franklin was involved there was some fun stuff we've been kind of monitoring La Vega in fact I think Kansas went over to practice the other day at did their shoot around perhaps Saturday morning at La Vega, and uh, the, the story was that uh, Agbaji, who uh, Agbaji, who's going to be the uh, Big 12 Player of the Year, went around and and was very very gracious and thanked everybody in the gym over at um, La Vega. So I thought that was a kind of a cool story that we heard during that uh, broadcast the other night of the Baylor Kansas game on ESPN. Garrett, bring us up to speed on what we need to be looking out for uh, playoff wise in uh, Central Texas this evening. Yeah, Matt, so we're going to have a handful of regional quarterfinals games uh, going on tonight on the boys' side. In Class 1A, you're going to have Morgan taking on Lingville. That game is going to take place in Glenrose. You'll have Hubbard taking on Chirino. That game is going to take place out in Slocum. You have Abbott taking on Trinidad. That game is going to take place tonight in Corsicana. Uh, then we're looking at Class 3A. You're going to have Lorena taking on Grosbeck. That game's going to be tonight in Robinson. Uh, we mentioned Academy. They're going to be taking on uh, Franklin. That's going to be in West. And then in 4A, you have a couple of games. You're going to have Conley taking on Center. That game is tonight in Athens. And then you have La Vega taking on Austin LBJ. That should be a lot of fun. That's going to take place tonight down in Temple. Oh, man. Say the last one again, the one in Temple for me. La Vega and Austin LBJ. Okay, that's LBJ. I just wanted to make sure I had that right. Um Boy, it was fun last night seeing royalty from Austin High School. Vern Lundquist was in the house, and so that's uh, that. That's 
those are all games that uh, interest me. And um, I was hoping for your sake, uh, Garrett, that our, our Belton kids were going to continue on. Mm-hmm. I know they had some good teams this year. By the way, how about our guy from uh, Marlin, that linebacker? Who's there you go, it. Oh, man. Kick a ball, man. He's I, special. Yeah, yeah. Well, the athleticism is off the charts. Now, you've seen the man in person. Does he? I've seen the dunks. The dunks are just phenomenal, and that's a big reason why Alabama, Ohio State, Baylor. I mean, they all want him in football. But basketball-wise, does Gallette, uh, will, will he mix it up and, like, shoot it from three every once in a while, or is he a man that likes to play around the rim most of the time what does he what does he bring to the court uh he really he's he's really physical so he likes to spend most of his time in the paint just absolutely muscling guys um he does a really good job of rebounding and uh getting out in transition well marlin as a whole uh they do a good job it's like once a ball goes up once a shot goes up they have a runner going and they really rely on galette and the other guys to grab the boards and kick it out and get those easy transition buckets, man. But if you get him in the open, you do not want to step in front of him. He will put you on a poster. <laughs> I saw one of his dunks. There's another guy uh, from Richardson High School, Kason Wallace. Kason oh, yeah. Wallace, who's uh, unbelievable. Baylor wanted him. Uh, he is going to Kentucky. And he, I mean, by, by the way, Baylor gets a lot of people. Did you see the other last night, though? They asked. Uh, Kirk Bowles from the Austin American Statesman had it in his mind, and I don't know, maybe this is true. I, didn't, I don't even really remember this. I, You know, we don't always hear about the transfer portal until someone pops up and they, they're in the portal and mm-hmm. suddenly they're there with the team. And so Baylor got James Akinjo. And so uh, apparently there's some talk that Texas thought they might get him or they had gone after him coming out of Arizona. And Kirk Bowles last night at the postgame said to Akinjo, like, Hey, James, did you think about uh, um, coming to Texas? And James, without missing a beat, said, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's epic. Oh, I love it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, not at all. And I thought, man, that was. That hey, was shout out to Kirk for, for giving that question, though. I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought Kirk thought he was going to get an interesting answer, and, and Kenjo just shut him down. And uh, I like Coach Haller today. He had a good little spinner. You know, he was talking about a Kenjo. I liked. I liked all of that. Now, real quick, um, and I know we need to we need to break because we've got the uh, camp, the uh, dismount coming up next. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this thing that broke yesterday about Art Bryles. I mean, if you want to sound off on this, I'll read some of your comments. Maybe even in the dismount two five four six six two sixteen sixty. I would say the majority of Baylor fans, as awful as all that was and, and uh, what what happened to the university's reputation, it's taken a while to put it back together. Uh, I think they've handled things, uh, you know, in a in a good manner and all that kind of thing. But I think I think the majority of Baylor people, I, I say majority, I, yeah, maybe, probably were okay seeing Art get another chance. And But the country, what's interesting now is I think Twitter and Instagram or whatever is sometimes more representative of the country than it really is. Like, I, I bet if we, if we did a, a test and we truly knew, Twitter, probably only about yeah, 15% of the country is on Twitter or 10%, whatever. It's not like everybody in the world's on Twitter. Yet, sometimes I think it fills to these colleges 
when when everybody goes crazy on Twitter and the reaction, and you brought it about Doug Williams, I mean, they put the kibosh on on Art Browse. And I'm just, again, it's a, it's amazing that that they couldn't that, that Grambling couldn't see this coming. I mean, it, it's again, nobody, a lot of people don't want to feel sorry for Art, and I get that, okay, um, but Art, Art's just. They, they approached him about a job, or maybe he approached them, and it worked out, and he was going to take the job, and he was excited to be coaching again. It was not where you thought he would be, but there he was at Grambling, uh, and, and, and that was going to be an interesting story. And he's already resigned. He resigned yesterday. And on a, the, the truth of the matter is Grambling just got bullied on Twitter. They went after Hugh Jackson for his sham foundation. By the way, he's not the only one to have something like that. And then it was all over. It was all over. They just uh, it it happened in a hurry. Again, we could talk about this a little bit more if you want to uh, sound off on this. CNC Collision text line is two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Are you happy that uh, Art doesn't get that opportunity? Were you rooting for Art to get an opportunity? Is it weird that all his assistants get to go on, but Art can never coach again? Um, I'd like to hear from our people on this one. It is time for the dismount where we have to say goodnight to everybody. We'll do that next. Baylor Baseball, all season long here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back in action Wednesday in Houston, taking on the Rice Owls. 6.15 for the warm-up show, 6.30 first pitch for Baylor Rice Baseball Wednesday. Coach Rod and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. Unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for all occasions can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post, Rodeo Pond. You'll find a nice selection of metal art and wall decor items for your home or office. Western art and pictures, purses, Talavera pottery, lamps, boots, hats, crosses made from metal resin, and Montana silversmith items. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. It's the world's best Western store, Appaloosa Trading Post, Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. This is Sheriff Parnell McNamara, and I need your help making sure that Charlie Guerrero keeps working for us as Precinct 4 Constable. For the past 13 years, Charlie Guerrero has served honorably as a law enforcement officer under former Constable Stan Hickey. He's lived in the area for his entire life and knows many of you personally. Last year, the McLennan County Commissioner's Court recognized Charlie's hard work and excellence by appointing him as Stan's replacement. Charlie's done an excellent job as constable, working hard for the citizens of Precinct 4 and making sure that the important duties of the constable's office are discharged with honesty and integrity. Now in the Republican primary election for county constable, 
We need to keep Charlie working hard for us. I'm urging you to get out and vote for Charlie Guerrero for Constable Precinct 4. I need a strong team to stand with me and law enforcement as we fight against crime and human trafficking in McLennan County, and Charlie is the man for the job. We must keep Charlie as our constable. Political ad paid for by Charlie Guerrero for Precinct 4 Constable. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco and Union Hall introduces their new craveable taco of the month. The Nashville Hot Chicken Taco. Crispy fried chicken, Nashville hot sauce, cabbage slaw, and chipotle mayo on a fresh flour tortilla. It's spicy, savory, and delish. Hurry into Waco Tacos at Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco or call us at 254-340-1700. Waco Tacos in downtown Waco. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Oh, it is time for the dismount. Uh, it is uh, as we roll through the end of the evening, getting you ready. We've got high school basketball tonight. We've got uh, people calling in. Robert, appreciate you calling in. I think we uh, he dropped off. He may have been in traffic. Who knows? But uh, appreciate everybody sounding off the uh, text line. Of course, 254-662-1660. As we have to say good night to you i would just say today was kind of interesting everybody's uh meeting in indianapolis for the nfl combine garrett do you like the combine do you like to kind of watch that on the nfl network and yeah i'll watch and it check out some of that the um i, I i'm very interested because baylor sent like seven players it has mm-hmm. to be some kind of record for the bears and so that'll be kind of fun to to see news coming out uh, for the cowboys because mike mccarthy spoke today there's been some news uh Stephen jones basically did not want to talk about obviously what was going on with uh with the cowboys in that recent uh, scandal the weird uh, salacious story that came up about the uh, voyeurism that took place in the cheerleaders locker room uh a few years ago and uh, he he said he thinks the cowboys uh, culture is strong i would say some of the events that we've seen out there would suggest otherwise. But okay, Stephen, if you think that's a strong culture, great. Good for you. And then um, I, I thought it was interesting today, though. Mike McCarthy just kind of uh, in a conversation. They're talking about Dak Prescott and, and Dak moving forward and all that. Da- he announces that Dak has had surgery on his non-throwing shoulder to basically clean some things up. So you never know. What's going to come out? You know that um, he had some, he had the uh, obviously the horrible 
ankle dislocation that he came back. He didn't have a uh, kind of a what was that? Uh, Garrett, was that kind of a collarbone type injury? He had one injury that yeah. was seeming he, he really seemed to be having trouble. And, and we wondered if it was affecting him because of the way he was playing. He insisted it was not and that he was okay. He did miss a game because of it. But even it just never seemed like he was planning like he normally does. And he wasn't as consistent and as accurate as he's been in the past. They've labeled this non-throwing shoulder injury as a, quote, irritant. Basically meaning that it's just, um, <laughs> you laugh it because, uh, Irritant sounds like some kind of uh, rash that you have or whatever. But it, it's um, the irritant in this case is it's just kind of bugging him a little bit. Not Nothing huge, but it's just been bothering him. So they've gone in and cleaned it up. Now, the only thing you have to watch for these things, Garrett, after many, many years of watching these offseason stories, that right now they sound like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be ready for the offseason. Everything's great. And then we'll get out there and we'll all be gathered to watch the Cowboys in their first off-season activities, off-season, you know, OTAs, we like to call those off-season training activities. And it'll be like he'll be in a sling or something. Like, wait, I thought y'all said nothing was wrong. But that's how these things tend to work. I think um, everything's okay. Do I take the Cowboys at their word? No. No. I'm a reporter. I've covered the Cowboys for years. <laughs> I've trained myself not to take them at face value. Okay? You just don't, you don't want to do that. Uh, and so, now, uh, what do we have coming up tonight? Sometimes at the end of the show, I like to mention, okay, here, here's what everybody should watch this evening. I mean, you don't have to watch what I watch. But, I mean, you may be into, we've been watching the Gilded Age HBO show that comes out each Monday. We'll probably try to watch that later tonight. I'm off to a high school basketball game tonight. But there's a big game. Uh, Kansas is going to TCU. Bears need to root for the Horn Frogs. Garrett, I know that sounds strange, mm-hmm. and I don't think uh, everybody will uh, love doing that. But the reason, obviously, you would want to do something like that and see if TCU can have two top ten. They just beat Tech, so that would be top ten team. So two top ten victories in basically the same week, same few days. What an opportunity. TCU's been up and down. I don't know. I think they'll have a good, a good crowd there. If TCU somehow pulls this thing off, then Baylor could be end up in a tie with Kansas. Now, Kansas has another game after this. But I think I saw whoever it was, and it, if I remember correctly, Kansas's final game is not anything that would scare a Jayhawk. Tonight, going to TCU could kind of scare the Jayhawks a little bit. So, Let's all do what's going to be weird. Let's hold our nose and let's root for those horn frogs. Except our old buddy Simcox, he'll be rooting hard. He won't have to hold his nose. Not he'll one be bit for those. No, no, he's trained to do this. It's uh, affliction. It's something we hope he'll grow out of someday. But for now, he's going to stick with those horn frogs. Everybody have a great night, and we will be with you tomorrow at four o'clock. Thank you, Garrett Ross. We'll talk to everybody soon.